Hey guys, welcome to the Landco podcast. Um, today I just wanted to chat a little bit about um, kind of a market update, like where we sit in terms of what's on the market, what's the demand, what are the prices. Um, I try to, on the podcast, I try to kind of address like, hey, what are people asking me when I talk to them? And right now, um, without fail, the first question I get is like, hey, what's the what's the market now? What's going to happen to it? Um, so let's let's chat a little bit about that. And this isn't going to be a super formal podcast. You know, I, I don't know what other brokers are seeing across the nation, but um, I'm going to chat about what I'm seeing in my area. And I can tell you that from chatting with other land brokers, at least that I deal with, they're seeing the same thing, at least on, you know, I'm talking Illinois here. So it's a somewhat regional um, market, but every broker that I talk to has seen uh, roughly the same thing. So let's start with like, what's going on and where do we sit now? So I think it started, it probably started COVID. Um, so we're talking um, spring 2020. Um, and I've actually lived this from a few different lenses. I've lived it from a broker, um, seeing, you know, dealing with clients and buyers and sellers and seeing these prices. But uh, at the same time, um, I sold one of my, well, really our main family farm out in Canton and with the intent of replacing it with something closer. You know, my, my kids are um, two five-year-olds and a nine-year-old, so um, it just became increasingly hard to get out to Canton um, kind of on a, well, as much as I'd like. So, you know, Pewter and I still have that duck hunting property out there. So my thought was, hey, I'm going to sell this one, buy something a little closer to Dunlap, that we can use a little more as a family and life will be good. So sold that, um, <clears throat> well, it would have been a little bit past COVID, but the market hadn't gone crazy yet. So that would have been like, well, maybe summer of 2020. So um, maybe right when the market started to go up. <clears throat> so probably like the worst possible time to sell, but uh, whatever, no big deal. Sold that one. So I've lived it from both um, a broker perspective, dealing with other, other clients, and I've lived it from like me personally trying to buy farms. And I can tell you that these numbers have moved so fast that it's hard to even grasp like a couple of years ago. Like it seems, it seems so long ago in terms of what those prices were. Usually, you know, this sort of um, increase in value takes, you know, sometimes a decade or more. Um, but whatever, that's what we're dealing with. So here's what, um, here's what happened or is happening you know, so say spring or summer of that year, um, the market started to go a little crazy in terms of um, prices people were paying. And at the time, just those little increases, I remember thinking, man, that's crazy. You know, um, like, for example, the when I sold that farm in Canton, the next piece that I, that I identified that I wanted was um, it was an auction in Peoria County, just south of like um, Wildlife Prairie Park. So uh, you know, not too far from Peoria. It's a cool property, 160 acres. I had like, I don't know, 30 tillable. It wasn't the best tillable. So, so purely a recreational property. And I had thought, man, if I can get this thing for 5,000 bucks an acre, you know, I'm in, um, which a year earlier is totally reasonable. Um, that's what those things were going for. You know, and the more I looked at it and the more I, I wanted it, I'm like, you know, it's, it's 15 minutes from my house. You know, and I'll pay six thousand. I'm like, man, I could even. I don't even mind overpaying. I like it. Uh, let's just buy it. Like, I'd go sixty-five hundred. It that auction passed sixty-five hundred before it began. 
Um, so that one went for like 75.50 if I remember right. And that was the first one where we were like, wow, man, that's that's nuts. Um, and it wasn't just like a couple people, you know, fighting over this property. That there was a, a ton of bids. So like, yeah, that's Peoria County. Maybe it was uh, just unique. But I remember then thinking like, man, that's nuts. Looking back, like that was a buy because those values have continued to raise where it's like, you know, it's a little different geographically, but like Peoria County, the close, obviously the closer you get to Peoria, the more, more you have to pay. But um, I did end up finding a piece um, and like it pains me to say what I had to pay for some of this stuff, but it's like I paid 8,500 bucks for It's essentially a, a timber piece. It's got a little tillable, a, a little tillable, but it's, it's a wreck piece. Um, I had another piece sold close to it for 9,000 bucks an acre. Um, a Brimfield piece we just sold for 8,000 bucks an acre. A, um, and again, that was mostly wreck stuff. We just um, got a piece under contract last week on a Knox County farm that had zero tillable. It did have some water. Um, by the time you back out like the improvements, there was a little building on it. That went for like 7,000 bucks an acre. And these numbers don't sound that weird to me anymore. Like it, it's it's strange saying them out loud because, man, I, again, two years ago, those properties would have been 30% less. Um, you know, Pewdick had, a, had an, uh, an opportunity to buy a piece pretty close to um, where I was looking. And uh, the dude said 6,000 bucks and it's his. And I remember thinking like 6,000 bucks for like mostly timber. I'm like, that's that's nuts. I wouldn't do that. And that was only two years ago. Um, and again, I'm not the one that's I'm not one that's like too much complaining about prices. I'll just be like yes or no and move on. Um, but I was like, you know, I'll, I'll go find a piece. I'm in the market. Like I'm in this industry. I would go find another piece that's what we think it's worth. And that was the case two years ago. But now that same property is probably worth nine thousand bucks an acre. I mean, literally, it's probably gone up. 50% in value has gone up 3,000 bucks an acre from 6,000 to 9,000 um, in the course of two years. So um, that's where we sit. Uh, Fulton's, uh, Fulton, at least in my experience, it hasn't gone up quite as much. I mean, it's certainly certainly more than it was, um, you know, 2020, but it doesn't, you know, Peoria Knox, I'm, we're seeing 30, 40, 50% increases. We haven't seen that in Fulton, uh, but it, certainly it's up. You know, I, I think the last one we sold went for, um, I think it was 6,000 bucks an acre for mostly strip mine stuff. So they're still high, um, but we haven't seen that um, that same increase. Uh, random auctions around, like I think there was um, one in Woodford that went for about 9,000. I think that might have been Germantown or Metamora School District. So some of that stuff helps. But man, these, they're just, they're going for a lot, which is, you know, it is what it is. Like, some people complain about it, some don't, um, but that's where we are. How it got here, you know, like I get that question a lot. Like, how did that happen? Like, how, you know, you look at the housing market, and I, we're somewhat related to the housing market, but I think at least in terms of the numbers being similar and the demand and the increase in value, are, it's, it's sort of coincidental, I think, here, um, because we deal with different buyers. We deal with, um, it's just different than the, the residential, um, the residential world. The one thing that is similar in this case is the demand. Like there's just not a lot out there, but, um, you know, if, no one, no one can tell you why it happened. Like if, if they can, they're like, 
you know, if they say they know for certain they're, they're lying, we have our guesses. Like, you know, over the last few years, the stock market has been oddly good. Like outside of the last couple months, you know, it was good. Like it was a really weird feeling. Like you look around and inflation's going up and, you know, it just, it didn't feel like everything was rolling good in the economy. But you looked at the market and it's like, man, it's still at 36, 37,000 or whatever it was. And at least in talking to the clients that I dealt with, like the confidence in the market was not there. Like, and, and that was one of them. I, I was like, man, I don't know why it's there. I'm glad that it's there. But like many of my clients were pulling money out of the stock market and putting it into land because they just didn't. They didn't trust those numbers. I don't know if that's saying it correctly. Um, it just felt it felt artificial. You know, it's dropped a little bit, and actually, I don't know what it's at now thirty two thousand or th- something. But like, it feels a little. It feels more like what we're seeing in the real world. Like it, it sort of matches up a little bit. So, you know, maybe some of that concern, the last couple of years was correct. But um, that was one reason I think that. You know, the demand was up at least a little bit. There was a lot of our clients taking money out of the stock market and putting it into land that like, you know, not that they weren't in land before. They decided to get heavier into land. Um, so the buyers were up. Um, the demand, or at least the amount of properties was down. Um, and, and part of that is because like, you know, the... It, it's almost like a like quicksand. Like once it starts, it's hard to stop. Like once that, once the amount of properties available goes down, like it keeps going down pretty quick. Like most of our clients who sell sell with the um, either intent to buy something else or they already have something else identified. Like it's very rare. I mean, it happens, but at least in our world, it's pretty rare that someone's just selling a piece of property with the intent to get out of you know investing in land at all. Like it happens. Um, sometimes when somebody owns like a house on 50 acres and they're moving, that may be the case, but most of our sales, like they buy it to go, they sell it to go buy something else. And if there's nothing else to buy, then they decide not to sell. So that quicksand kind of like it, it keeps, um, exponentially getting worse. So like there was less and less properties on the market. So it's like, if, if there's nothing else to buy, it's hard to talk someone into selling. You know, and that's from both like an uh, interest, like if someone wants to sell an 80 and bump up to a 160 and there's nothing, or if somebody gets a good offer and, you know, they have a low basis because they've had the farm for a long time. If there's nothing to buy for a 1031, like it's, you just can't sell. Like some of those, it's like, hey, I can't sell. Even at these inflated numbers, like I don't want to pay, you know, all these taxes right now. I need to like find another property. And right now that there's nothing else out there to buy. Like I can't tell you how many properties we have right now um, where the clients are like, yeah, I would sell this, but I need you to find me something else. And the answer that I give to those guys right now is like, man, I'm going to look, I'm going to make it all the phone calls I can in the world, but I, let's not put it up for sale because man, we need to identify something on 1031 within 45 days. And right now I don't even have very many good leads. So that just means that those guys don't put those properties on the market. So now there's less property, more people wanting to um, buy into land, and it just kind of compounds. So, and again, this is just what I'm seeing. I, I, I don't know. It's probably different regionally. 
Um, one other, and this is like a total um, hypothesis, um, but I've also heard it from other brokers. So I'm just telling you this because like there's no, this is just me and what I've seen. But I sort of feel like there was this weird like COVID effect. You know, you, you sort of saw it where like people were moving houses a lot. And you're like, why the hell is everyone moving during COVID? Like I feel like people were stuck at home like pondering like their life direction. It's like, I want this, man. This is important to me. Uh, and you saw it a lot. Like even some of my friends moved because they wanted different things. And there was just so much time of like sitting around thinking about that stuff that like I think a lot of people decided, you know what? I've, I've been saying I want to buy a piece of property for like literally 10 years. Like screw it. I'm going to do it. Like it's important to me. And that happened. Like I had a lot of people that um, I have this huge like group of people that have like said they want to buy property and I've been dealing with them for like, you know, ever. And they just never pull the trigger. And every, every broker has those people. And like over COVID, like a few of them just pulled the trigger. It's like, man, that, that was crazy. And I think it was this like weird COVID effect where like people kind of reevaluated their priorities and, um, you know, sat around and made sense of stuff and decided they wanted to pull the trigger. So now we have more buyers um, with less stuff on the market. And so here you are. Prices keep going up. Um, those are just my theories. Um, I, you know, I'm certain some of that stuff is probably accurate. All of it. Who knows? It's just kind of what I'm seeing. Um, the next question we get, like after that, it's like, okay, so here we are. Um, it's seven to nine grand an acre when... You know, two years ago, it was four to six. Um, so where's it going to go? Like, I'm just going to wait it out and it's going to come back down. And okay, maybe. Um, and everyone, like, it's sort of split. Like, the people who have never bought property are always like, you know, it's going to come down. I'll just wait. Um, the people that are like experienced land buyers uh, or investors, like it doesn't seem to have phased them. It's just like part of the game. Like, hey, property goes up. It, it went up a little more over these last couple days than I, or years than like it has in the past. But it's like they're still buying. It doesn't like it's just sort of an entry price into the game right now. And I know that when that demand, at least it seems like the residential real estate world and the land brokerage real estate world just don't align. At least I don't personally see it. So it's like, you know, I can, I get that like the housing market could come back down significantly. Like there's a ton of houses. People move for different reasons for work when they just have to. Um, people lose their jobs. They have to sell their houses. Demand for those houses goes down. There's more houses on the market. I get that those, that value could come back down significantly. I just don't see the parallel to the land world at least the clients that, that I have. I mean, it's, it's sort of a weird thing to admit, but like people are buying land. It's, it's a wealthy group of people, right? Like, I don't know what that number is. The, my clients are probably the top, I don't know, 10%, 5%, I don't know. But they don't have to sell. They're not going to sell for a loss. So it's like, do you think the market's going to come down? Like, I get why someone would ask that question, but I don't know a single person that would sell for a loss. Like the last two years or whatever it is when these prices are climbing, I honestly can't think of one client that I have that would move it at a loss. 
it's just not the clientele I have. And I would imagine that that's pretty standard across the board um, for land buying. So I, it just doesn't, it's not comparing apples to apples. And I don't see the bottom falling out in land. In fact, <clears throat> it wouldn't surprise me if it climbed a little bit. Um, but I would be shocked. I would be shocked if it fell. I would be shocked if it fell at all, really. Um, I could totally see it flattening out. In fact, if I was like, gun to my head, had to place a bet, I would say it's going to be flat for the next year or so. <coughs> um, I, I just don't see it falling like people are thinking that maybe it will because it's inflated now. Um, again, like, you know, say one of my clients bought a piece for 8000 bucks an acre and um, he's willing to sell it. You know, again, none of these people have to sell it. It's pretty rare. So, yeah, he'll sell it. It's not going to take a loss. And that's that's been true across the board for as long as I've been doing this. It just happens to be up. So I don't think I don't think you get these violent swings, you know, minus 2008 where it was like a total like overnight crash. Um, this just isn't similar to that. It's kind of a slow burn and I just – I don't see it, it is, the, is the final answer I guess. Like um, I know people maybe hope, land buyers hope that it might come down and, it, you know, no one knows. If you had asked me two years ago, I wouldn't have said the prices are where they are now. Um, but I can't imagine they're going to drop anywhere <clears throat> meaningful to where like a land buyer is going to be like, cool, now we're back to where they were two years ago. Now we'll buy. You know, if that's what somebody's going to wait on, I'm not waiting with them. You know, I didn't wait. Um, I bought my piece. I paid a premium because I, you know, even if it does go down, I wanted it. Big deal. Um but I just don't see it coming. So I just I got in at the current price, you know, so or the current value. So I don't know. That's my answer. It could go up um, a little bit. But um, I would say my bet is that it kind of flattens out uh, at least the next year or so. But again, nobody knows. Um, more importantly, like, OK, what's this mean? Like, what do you do if you're a buyer? Um, I I don't think it changes anything. You know, it's a kind of a weird answer, but if you want to buy a piece of property, this is the current value. You either want to or you don't. Like sometimes I tend to oversimplify things, but okay, you know, you want a piece in Peoria County. You want with twenty percent tillable. Okay, I can find that for you. I think it's going to be around eight thousand bucks. That's too much. Okay, well then. Wait, you know, what do you think it's worth? 6000 Well, cool. When prices drop to 6000 I'll call you. But, like, I'm probably never going to call you. You know, like, I don't think the prices are going to all of a sudden drop 20%. Um, and if they do, there's going to be, like, you know, a 1,000 people ready to pounce. So I don't think it changes much. Like, are you willing to pay it or are you not? Like, <clears throat> in the worst part of this, um, maybe not the worst, one of the bad parts of this is, like, this is also sort of like a, Weird thing to talk about. It's like a broker pet peeve, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but like the worst client to deal with um, in my world is like the complainer client. And it's like not even a sign of like they're good or bad people. Like I've met a ton of people that I would sit down and have a beer with, but like they just complain about prices. Well, they usually complain about all like a bunch of land stuff, but like prices. It's like, oh man, my grandpa bought that for 200 bucks an acre back in the 40s. It's like so. Um, it's like that group that they're always like a couple years behind what the prices actually are. And they like 
are like mad that they're high for some reason and complain about it. It's like, oh, I'm not going to pay that. You know, somebody bought one down the road two years ago for 600 bucks an acre less. So, so like now it's getting, getting worse these last two years because it's gone up so fast that like those complainers are just like coming out of the woodworks. It's like, I'm not paying 8,000 bucks an acre. That was 6,000 two years ago. Okay. Well then, well then don't, you know, like I can promise you that all the people that I deal with that have been successful in land investing their whole lives, they're, they don't complain about prices. And if they sell something and they want to buy something else, they enter the market, the market value is like, and if they don't want to pay something, they don't complain about the price. They say like, you know what? That doesn't work for me. Like I hope somebody gives it to them. You know, the difference between successful people and, and people that don't enter the market, at least that I deal with is like, it seems like a lot of it is attitude. Um, and this rise in prices this quick over the last couple of years has definitely brought out the um, the price complainers. So just don't be that guy or girl. And if you want to do it, like do it behind closed doors. Um, and when you do that to like a broker, like what do you want me to do? I can't find you a property that is priced like 2019. So are we just complaining to complain? Well then cool, but like here's the price, you know? So I don't know. I don't think it changes much as a buyer. That's a decision that, you know, that you have to make. The one weird thing is like, if you have a, and I experienced this, if you have a budget, like an amount of money allotted towards buying a piece of property, you might have to change your expectations of what that is. Like when I sold my farm in, in Canton, I'm like, man, I'm going to go get 160 or 120 or whatever it was um, in Peoria County. And then, and then I'm like, you know what? I'd like to be in Dunlap School District. It's where we live. We could maybe build a little cabin or house and, and you know, maybe build something out there someday. Okay, well, you know, now we're talking eight, 9,000 bucks an acre. So like now my expectation went from like, well, I, I could get 120 or 140 acres. Now I'm looking at like 60 or 70. But it's like, it does zero good to complain about it. Zero. So it's like either you are cool with those changes and what you can buy with that money or you do something else, you know? And that's totally cool too. Go invest in commercial or go invest in something else. I'm quite certain all that is up, but it's like make a decision and go. So like um, I'm getting off a little bit on the rant here just because we deal with a lot of that. But like what's it do as a buyer? I don't think it does anything. It just kind of changes the entry price and either you're cool with that or you're not. Um, so I don't know. Um, we'll see where it goes. Um, I'll try to do a few more of these over the, the year and, and let you guys know what I'm seeing. But for right now, uh, it has not changed. Um, I know some of the reports on residential or it's dropping a little bit and there's some relief. I don't see it. Like our demand, like the amount of properties that we have for sale now, is less than we've had um, in a long time, maybe ever. And I don't see that changing. Like it's, it's sort of weird. Like usually in our past, we know where our income is going to come from over the next year or two. Like we know which properties we will have. We'll know which properties are going to sell. And right now that like, that's just gone. Um, we have four or five properties for sale with a few coming up, but I don't, I don't know what other properties are going to come up over the next few years. It's just a different world. So uh, that's just a quick update for you guys. Um, 
I'm going to try to knock out a few more podcasts today. We have a property review coming up on uh, 118 acres, a waterfowl property. Uh, if you haven't seen that one, uh, take a look, and I'll have that review coming out shortly. And I'll try to film or record um, a quick update on Pudic and I's um, waterfowl property development. So um, <clears throat> look for those couple podcasts um, coming out shortly, and I appreciate you guys listening.